Hallelujah. Well, great to be with uh, all of you tonight, and I'm glad you could come and join with what the Lord is doing. Amen. In our midst, uh, we there's a there's the Lord is busy with something, and He's training up His people, His army. How many know we the army of the Lord, and we're ready for the battle. Now I come from South Africa. And uh, as you know, a year ago, the Lord spoke to me about what was coming. Well, this is in our country, and uh, we released a prayer video. And we, in, in, in one year, God has opened up the door and unlocked 40 million people that have uh, viewed what, what, what has been done. And uh, there's a growing movement of prayer, which I believe the time's going to come. We were busy with uh, launching it in the USA, and we had some hidden agendas of people, but it seems like what they try to do is not really working out now. So the, the danger is always when you touch a prophet, it's dangerous. <laughs> Amen. And I just keep quiet many times when I see what people do, and I leave it like that and uh, let God do it. Amen. So I think I'm going to just go simple. I was, I'm in a kind of a, I always have a lot of word that God has given. And, uh, I've got lots of pens here today for some reason. Tim's, uh, Tim's been helping me with pens. Tim, you can take this pen, and you can take that pen. And I've got lots of pens. He's been keeping everything in line. And um, hallelujah. I think that, you know, we're in a transition. I don't think, as the God's body, we're in a transition right now. And uh, there's a transition to move into the greater anointing and power of God. And uh, I believe many feel this shifting and the pressure and the uh, intensity of the war and the battle. You know, the Bible said this, that I will put enmity between you and the woman and your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis three fifteen. This is where the Lord is bringing many of us into a place of a head-on collision between the powers of darkness and the glory of God's light and the glory of God's kingdom. How many ready? And so we have to make our choice where we are and who we're with. How many on God's side? And so I believe we're in that place now where God is bringing us to a point of decision-making and uh, I believe that God really makes the battle lines very clear concerning uh, the two kingdoms, yeah, where we are. It said in Isaiah 60 that there's going to be darkness and light. It said darkness is going to get darker. It says light's going to get lighter. He said, arise, shine, for your light has come. And you know, it's interesting. It said that in, that, in the last days, there's going to be a spirit of depression. Uh, and I see teenagers committing suicide i see pastors committing suicide because if you do it by the flesh you're going to commit suicide if the holy ghost builds the house the lord builds the house you're not going to commit suicide because if you put things on yourself if you try and handle life by yourself it's going to take you out but if you give it to god cast your burden upon the lord you're going to be able to handle life so in the spirit there's a lot of pressure there's an atmosphere that is over nations right now where the bible said there'll be wars and rumors of wars which is a spirit of division and then there's there's also an atmospheric pressure the bible said that darkness will cover the earth which is an intensity and a warfare on the minds and the hearts of people and if you don't know the spirit or the way of the spirit it's going gonna, it's gonna to draw you in and want to crush you. And um, it's going to want to pull you into its identity. Remember that Satan came to Jesus and he was offering him all that he could offer him. You know, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, everything that he had, there was a pressure. We're in the system of the world the world system and the atmosphere you know the bible said we wrestle not against principalities but powers you know powers principalities and rulers of the darkness of this world in that atmosphere there's pressure to conform to the system 
and the mindset of the world. It's called the world, you know, the world, the ages, the cosmos, the system. But Jesus said you're called to be above and not beneath, the head and not the tail. I've called you to rule over that system. Now, how do you get into that place of rulership and authority? And again, I said that on Sunday, it's to understand who you are, and that's an identity. Come on, somebody. So the, 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 the kingdom of God is not defined by a location. Every location has spiritual mentalities or principalities. They're connected to mentalities, ideologies, ways of doing things. You know, to go L.A., everybody wants to look a certain way. New York, they don't care about so much how they look. It's about intellectualism, business, and, and so forth and so forth. You go down south, you're going to find a whole other mentality. You go to, you know, Rome... They, Everywhere you go, there's a different mentality or a principality or a rulership like the Prince of Persia and the Prince of Greece. And so that's the war. It's in the atmosphere. It's above you. It's like the air you breathe. It's, uh, it's connected to the air you breathe. You know, the life of the soul is in the blood, but God breathed into Adam his breath. So we got to learn to connect to the breath of God, which is a pneuma life, spirit above life of God. That's how we're going to rule. That's how God has called us in Jesus. Jesus made a way for us to step into that divine mindset, authoritative way of doing things in that place, then we're going to be able to discard the atmosphere and become an atmosphere. See, God's called us to become an atmosphere, whether you're at, working at Kmart or you're working at, you know, Charles Schwab or you're working in Wall Street or you're working as a mechanic or wherever you are, Jesus was an atmosphere. And when you carry the Holy Spirit with you, you said, tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from an eye. God wants us to carry an atmosphere of glory, an atmosphere of his spirit. That's the war right now. The war is a war of atmospheres. There's an atmospheric pressure. It's said that all of creation is in groaning or in birth pangs, which means pressure. It's an atmosphere around us that is wanting to pressurize us to conform. And so the Bible said, don't be conformed to this pressure, which wants to pressure you to become a certain way, to act a certain way, to think a certain way. But he said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because it's all happening in the mind. Because your mind is a receiver of information. That's why scientists today are able to tap into thought process. I was watching about a week ago, and I was seeing how these scientists are tapping into new technology. They gave this individual a picture to look at. Directly as they gave the picture, they used technology to zone into what was going in his brain waves. As they tapped into his brain waves, they had a printer next to it. It went onto the computer, and they printed out the same picture that he received was printed out from his brain meaning that the 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 the, the, the mind right now i'm going to say it like this is under a besiegement that's why we must put on the mind of christ that's the war we're in in this current age understand the current age is to take over come on somebody the minds and the hearts of people that's why the word of the Lord said, I've taken out the heart of stone. I've given you a heart of flesh. I'm transforming you and transferring you and removing that heart and bringing you into a place where you rule in the midst of your enemies. And how you're going to rule is a mindset. It's a mindset that is called a kingdom mindset. That mindset is that the kingdom is within you. It's not here. It's not there. It's within you. That's identity. Kingdom mindset is I am in the Father. The Father is in me. As I have the kingdom in me, I have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I have authority over my enemies. And your enemies are in you. I think we're all looking for the enemy and the devil outside. The devil is outside, but really, the devil is really working on the inside of you because he's working with doubt, fear, unbelief, 
rejection, inferiority, insecurity, anger, bitterness, malice, all these things that are working in you, inside of you, and that's the body of corruption where the word of the Lord said that, you know, he said that, he said the outward man perishes, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. I don't have the outward mindset of corruption, but I have the inward mindset of life because the spirit of God is life. And that spirit is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and it quickens, come on somebody, your mortal body. That's the power of Jesus. That's the power of the word. And that's the power that is going to confront the power. I will put enmity between your seed, come on somebody, and the seed of the serpent. The seed of the serpent is a serpent of bitterness, serpent of poison, serpent of guile, serpent that is coming in the last days against what God is going to birth. And the Lord said the only way you're going to rule above that thing is to change your mindset. Come on, not your ethnicity. It's not about ethnicity. I said that the other day. The enemy is trying to use ethnicity. We need to mature as saints in God. And say, come on somebody. I'm not born under this seed. I'm not born under any generational identity. My identity is solidly, firmly grounded and rooted in love. And who Jesus has called me to be. For Jesus said, I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. If I have been born from above and I have the spirit of God in me then that is my identity I'm a son begotten of the father born through the blood of Jesus by the power of the cross that took dominion over the yoke of the flesh and the yoke of every curse I don't have generational curses I don't have generational ways and patterns I break the patterns that were in my past I'm not bound by my genealogical uh, my, you know my, my genes that define my intellect I have a different level of intellect my intellect is by the spirit it's like brother Hagen. When Brother Hagen got filled with the Holy Ghost, after he got filled from the Holy Ghost, he went from an F student to an A student. I prayed for one of the kids in our church. He was a D student. Amen. Amen. And he went from a, I mean, I mean he went for actually an F student and he went from an F student and he became an A plus student as one of the top students in his university because he got filled with the Holy Ghost. I have the mind of the Spirit. And you got to choose and say, well, Devil, you're a liar. Come on, somebody. This is the world we're in. This is the world we're in in the last days. And, and the Bible said in the last days, what the enemy is going to want to do, we're going to want to do, I'm speaking American right now. <laughs> it's easier when you're preaching. I'm just used to it. I get into that because I lived just so long. But what the devil's going to want to do, he's going to want to get you to wear, he wants to wear you out you know you know if you you know like the cell phone it's like if i got other software running on it hidden software spyware whatever you want to call that wear but it wears the wear the software wears you out it wears you down and you don't even know why you're like because in the back of your mind in the depths of your soul You've got these things going on, and it's called a war. We wrestle not. There's a war. Internal conflicts are going on. Stuff that your parents said to you. Stuff that your teachers said to you. Stuff that you did. Things that you made wrong. Sins that you committed. Failures in your past. All these things are working on you to hinder you from destroying the works of the enemy god's raising up a church come on somebody that is drawing a line between the kingdom of god which is the kingdom of light and the kingdom of righteousness and the devil's kingdom which is the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of wickedness and God is going to take dominion in the United States of America. When the saints begin to find their place in prayer and find their place in the word and find their place and say, man, devil, you're wasting my time with this rejection. 
You're wasting my time with all this silly political stuff. Get out of even politics, you know. I mean, let me tell you something. Nobody's your savior. As much as a lot of folks like Donald Trump, I'm not against. I think, thank God, he's for a lot of Christian values. But he's not my savior. Obama's not my savior. Jesus is my savior. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm a child of the King. And the Bible still says that it's not going to be Republican or Democrat that's going to save this nation. It's a move of the Holy Ghost. And the, the powers that be, which are principalities, Daniel ruled against powers and principalities. And if we understand that that's where the real battle is, and the battle right now that's going on in the world, and the battle that's going on right now in America is actually going to be won on our knees. Not, yeah, I understand voting. I don't want to get political right now, but I want to encourage each one of you. You need to understand your spiritual rights. We all know our human rights, but we need to know our spiritual rights. And to exercise our spiritual rights, we've got to step into that unseen kingdom of God that gives us power and dominion and authority. Of the works of the devil. Come on somebody. I give you power over the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So. We are in a conflict. And we. Cannot understand or define always what is happening. In the midst and especially where. This. Spiritual realm right now is intensifying. Since the Garden of Eden, it has been intensifying and raging, and it's all about control. It's about dominion. Now, <laughs> you've got to understand, Jesus took it in the heavenlies. He gave us the keys to exercise our rights from the heavenlies. Come on. And we're not weird spiritually, but we live spiritually in the spirit, releasing naturally. But the battle is more spiritual than we, than we realize and less physical. But the spiritual realities are felt in our daily lives. Ephesians 6.10 again. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. You can put it up. Now I want to say this when you're in a war. Where do you want to be? Who do you want to be with? When you're in a conflict, who do you want to be with? That's the choice. That I see a lot of folks come to church when they want a miracle, but in their daily lives, they're living with the wrong, they're eating wrong. They're speaking wrong. They're thinking wrong. When you're in the army of the Lord, you're in the army of the Lord. I think we forget about that, that we are born for the battle. We weren't born to just sit back. We think, God, I'm saved now. Bless me, Lord. Pastor's going to pray for me. And I'm going to get a miracle. And yes, it does happen, but it doesn't always happen. Because sometimes, like the word of God said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Sometimes you've just got to go through the process. And you've got to walk by faith in your individuality, in your journey. And you've got to possess your own land. But there is greater victory if you connect with the right people in other words don't go to a church that doesn't pray don't go to a church that is not filled with the holy ghost you know i find a lot of folks they want to come 
to our church when they need miracles, but they go to another church because they don't like our church because there's too much confrontation for their flesh. And they want to go to their, you know, relax, easygoing, socialize. There's children's church. There's music. There's all the niceties. And, you know, we're in the desert. And they go out in the desert, but they get the miracles. And when they, you know, most of the time they come when they're in trouble. But when trouble's over, I don't know where to find them. I want to be on the winning side. Now, the Bible said this. He was not with me as against me. Matthew 12, 30. He was not with me as against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. I want to read that. I want to read that one more time. He was not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Meaning that there's no neutrality. There's no compromise in God Bible said either you're hot or you're cold if you look warm I don't have any part with you because I don't know you you're not of me you know me when you're with me when you join me when you decide you're on my team and you're giving your life go read your Bible and find out the price that they had to pay and I believe we're coming into a time where there's going to be a clear delineation between the false church, and please don't get offended when I say that, but the false church is going to be loved. The false church is going to fit in. It's going to have all the money because they're saying what everybody wants them to say and agreeing they're playing the political game. The Bible said that there's a harlot and she rides the beast. She's clothed in purple that's called the harlot church. Everybody's going to run with the harlot church. The harlot church runs with the false prophet. The harlot church is in the spirit of the Antichrist. It's a church. People feel good because they have the form of godliness and they deny the power thereof. And we're seeing a trend in the world right now where everybody is moving into that place. Where the Bible said in the last days, even the very elect will be deceived. So we're in the age of a delusion, a spirit of delusion, a tidal wave that is coming over the earth, that is drawing many of the elect and many of the people we love out of the way. And so God is saying, I'm calling each of you to say, well, am I with you? If I'm with you, Am I your disciple? Am I disciplined in my life, in my prayer life? Am I disciplined in my word life? No, it's not a works gospel. But you know, if you don't, if you're not ready, you, 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 there's a discipline. And each one of us are going to give account. So God is saying, well, I've called you here in this house. Those of you that are called, whatever ministry you call to, you part of this. Well, pray for your pastor. Paul said, pray for me because i got to deliver the word and everything's against that word. If you're not going to pray for me, I'm not going to be able to give what God's told me to give. Pray for me. I carry the seed, but... You got to pray, otherwise the seed's not going to come out. So if you're not with me, you're against me, which means there's no neutrality. Made my decision as a young boy. I saw Jesus as a five-year-old kid called me. But at eight years old, I had a conviction of sin. I went into my mother's room and I said, Mom, I don't know why I know I've had all these experiences, but I, I just know I've got to give my life to Jesus. And I was crying in the room and I said, I want to make Jesus Lord. I just have a realization of my sinful nature. And I, I was really born again at that, at that age of eight years old. And I made a choice from a young age to discipline myself in the word and in prayer 
we all have an opportunity, whether you're old or young, God is not a respecter of persons. My dad blazed a trail for me. Those before me, my spiritual father blazed a trail for me. And I got under those anointings that really blazed trails for me. But that doesn't mean anything. It just means that I chose to be on God's side. And if you choose God's side, God will set events and situations your way for generational blessings. So when you get with God's side, yes, there is a war. Yes, there's an intensity. Yes, there's a battle because God has called you to bring light into this world. Darkness wants to overcome light. You called for the light. We can call it a battle of the ages. You can call it a, a battle of, I don't really like to use the word energies, but it's forces. It's powers. And the powers are within. There's different powers working within. I know many a time as a young kid, I'd, I'd be up night and I'd be seeing demons. And I have to sit up and pray all night to break through these demon spirits because they wanted to take me down. Because of what God had called. Sometimes you have to wrestle these things. And you have to know God. There was a time I got a, I knew I had the authority to cast out. So I called my dad in all the time and said, Dad, pray. Mom, come and pray. I don't know what's going on. I had these demons try and take me out of my body. And I remember the time I got a revelation of the power of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I began to cast those demons out of my room and I saw angels. And I saw angels come into my room. The power of God, the presence of God, the reality of the spirit that you all have. The same angels are here right now. Yes, they're demons, but if we open up the door in our hearts and our minds and say, I am engaging the heavenlies. Hallelujah. They are more that are for you than are against you. And Satan wants to intimidate you with fear. You know, the moment your spiritual eyes will begin to open, you're going to see more of the darkness than the light because most folks are in that place. And we've got to learn to allow the light to break the darkness. I've seen that many times and I've prayed for people's spiritual eyes to be open. They start to see all these demons. Because that's where they're at. And then they get scared, but that's actually where their soul's at. See, the church is preaching mediocrity, compromise, convenience, and the world is going to hell. The, the church is preaching politics. And the enemy is winning with division. We have the power, come on somebody, to overrule. Somebody say overrule. We have to choose our sides. Jesus came to bring a kingdom. And that kingdom is without end. I want to tell of a story of a man that was recruited to join an army. But when he was recruited in this war, he had a mentality like most people do today. And that's like casual. Let's just take it easy. We're just going to church and, you know... That's what, I mean, I'm just going to say this straight. God said even avoid foolish jesting. I don't know, but he said it. Most churches are built on jokes. People love it. You tell jokes, everybody opens up. But if you read the Bible, <laughs> the Bible even says don't do that. It's pretty serious. <laughs> uh, and I've been involved with many church moves where that's all they do. They joke day and night. 
Bible even says avoid foolish jesting. Don't do that because you get familiar. You're not respecting. In fact, you're disrespecting one another. But listen, this man was recruited. He was casual. And he just took it easy. And after a couple days, he realized there were all these bullets and arrows flying. Bullets and arrows were flying all around him. And suddenly, these bullets were being fired at him. And then they went out to recover the wounded and the dead. And it was only after some of these experiences that this recruited soldier realized and became aware that he was actually in a war. This is the condition of many Christians today. They think we're saved. We're going to party. Come on, party. Let's go to the party. And then the lights. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. But, you know, if you really want to have a great church today, get yourself a good sound system. Get some really cool lights going in here. Paint that whole thing black. Get balloons going on in here. Get some smoke going on in here. And just like wave your hands in the air and, and kick it up a little bit, you understand. But spiritually, folks are more into the music. I'm going to say this. Jesus didn't use music. I see the Pied Piper blow the tune. I see Lucifer had a lot of music. I don't have a problem with music. But if you really stick to it scripturally, most music is Old Testament. I don't have a problem. Please, I'm a worshiper. I'm a psalmist. But I think we rely so much on the music. But in the New Covenant, we are spirit. Our hearts are full of music. Our hearts are spirit. We tap into God. We don't need the music. In the Old Covenant, they would say, play the minstrel. Minstrel would play. Prophet would prophesy. They would worship God. New Covenant, I don't see it. Just said singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs of the Lord. Make, uh, making melodies in your heart to the Lord. That's all it said. Nothing wrong with music, but we've gone to a church where it's all emotion. It's all soul. It's music. It's soul. And if you don't have a good music team, you've got to sit with that music team. You've got to deal with folks that are sitting up in the front there with bitterness in their heart, anger in their heart, jealousy in their heart, envy in their heart, pride in their heart. And they, because they can play something good, well, then they're up in the front there and they're worshiping. And then all that vomit, sorry, excuse me if I say it, is going over everybody because they feel like, I'm in that position. This is me. I'm this. I'm a worshiper. But they're not worshiping. They're projecting their spirit. They're projecting their demons. They haven't cleaned their spirit. And all you've got is demons over, over the crowd. And then the pastor gets up. And I don't want to say it, but I'm being very judged. I'm being very straightforward right now. Most of the time, the pastors are not even praying. And all we got is, that's why, that's why they have to have the show. And then the people are conditioned to have a show. It's like, let's go to David Letterman and, you know, Jay Leno. And that's back, I didn't even know who the new guys are. It's when I lived in the United States. It was David Letterman and Jay Leno. I don't even know who the new guys are now. But anyway, you know, let's watch the show. And I, don't, I understand becoming all things to all people and becoming relevant and speaking the language and so forth and using these things. If you are connected in prayer and in the spirit and you are living a lifestyle of prayer and fasting, I don't have a problem. But I think we've gone into the method of what is available technologically, musically, and if you really think about it, it's all sensual. So then people get excited if you go to a church and there's all these flags. I'm like, if you want to wave flags, wave them. But I've been in some services where they're like, 
you know, wave the flags. Or I remember I was once in the pulpit and I was, I was at Maryland Hickey's, that's many years ago, but I'm, I'm, I was a worship leader there. That was like, gee, 20 years ago. And this lady comes up as I'm singing. She just misses me and she does a big, <laughs> kicks her legs in the air like this and lands and boing, boing, boing. And then people are in the visual and the audio and there's nothing wrong. I've seen anointed dance when it is by the Holy Spirit like David danced, but David danced unto the Lord. Kenneth Hagin spoke about dancing unto the Lord. He's not a dancer, but the Holy Ghost came on him, and he was dancing. His eyes were closed, and he actually, they had it. He went off the stage, and he was in the air supernaturally. In the old days, we had dancers where we were in our church, and the folks would start to dance. It wasn't like dancing, dancing. It was just Holy Ghost moving. Just your body just goes crazy. And people would get healed. Revival would break out. But it wasn't choreographed. or It was just Holy Ghost going, taking over your, 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 your natural man. So these bullets were being fired at him. And he realized. There was a war going on. I'll never forget a story of a man my dad knew. And his wife came to him and she said, I'm leaving you. I don't love you anymore. This was about 6 o'clock at night. I'm not sure how it all got to that point. But this man told my dad, he said, you know what? I realized... I've not been taking my spiritual authority. And he went into his closet. And he started to pray in the Holy Ghost. And he never stopped till 6 o'clock that morning. He said to his wife, leave me alone. Don't mess with me. I'm in my prayer room. Well, she was going to go anyway. <laughs> and the next morning she came to him. She said, I want to tell you something. There was a, something that got a hold of me and I just couldn't stand you. And the Holy Spirit took authority through the power of prayer and destroyed that devil. There are some things relationally we can do. You know, you're not going to take your wife out to dinner and be a nice guy, you know. But spiritually, folks, are you listening to me right now? God wants us to take the land. And something about having a casual, casual attitude. Are, are you... In this ministry, I want to talk about it because God is really very, very, very serious. We must move from having a casual attitude when it comes to the things of God. Now, don't be weird. Now, some people are like, we're serving God now, and then they get weird. It doesn't mean you must be weird. It just means you take spiritual things seriously. But, you know, you don't walk in a room like... Because that can also be flesh. Jesus was so real, but he was so connected. So you're connected, you're aware, but you're very real. Because he could hang out with anybody. He could hang out with, you know, the worst of the worst, you know, places, and it didn't affect him. But you're aware of the devil. You're not scared of the devil. You're aware of the devil. You're not looking for the devil. That's a whole nother message, but some folks look for the devil. That's when they get into trouble. You don't go into the devil's territory unless God has assigned you to go there. The devil came into Jesus' territory. Some folks are looking for action. That's when they get into trouble. Because they want to prove God. Don't prove God. God doesn't need to be proven. God wants to be adhered. He wants to be listened to. You've got to listen to his instruction. Amen? I want to say this. It's spiritual battles are more aggressive and dangerous than physical ones. I'll never forget I was called to minister. I was in the United States and I ministered at one of the major 
At that stage, Televangelist, is, he had a global reach, the largest ministry in the world. And I ministered in his ministry and at his base in California. And uh, God gave me a word about a lot of things that happened in his ministry, and it's happened since. But when I finished there, I got back to South Africa. I was in Johannesburg, and I got a call from and that my spiritual father's gone to be with the Lord, and he said, I just called home, and Haley said, please call Jacques. I said, why must I call him? She said, please call Jacques. I got on the phone with Jacques. Jacques said to me, he said, uh, Benjamin, I want to tell you something. Just relax. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, uh, Natalie, the doctor says she's got three days to live. She, had, she was in the blood cancer ward in Cape Town. She was three years old, and she had three days to live. And I said to the Lord, you know, this is not fair. I'm going, you see, I'd gone into territory where there's a war. And, you, and, and, and you're going into these areas, you've got to realize it's a war. And if you're not in the spirit, it's, there's things you've got to know. God calls you into things. That's why I always tell the folks, because, you know, we've got, I see today, everybody's trying to get folks to see things in the spirit. Seeing is one thing, knowing what to do is another. Going into areas that God hasn't called you into, you're going into battle zones. Praying for the wrong people that God hasn't called you to pray for, you're going into where they are spiritually. And if you're not able to handle those principalities and powers, you're going to have to wrestle with those things afterwards and they can pull you down that's why I, I, I'm aware of, of what is there and I understand the collective approach I understand that's why I'm going to just say it like this why do you think Elisha waited on Elijah because he served Elijah, Elijah until the time when the God said, here's the mantle, you can divide the waters. There's a lot of folks that can go into the waters, but they cannot divide the waters. In other words, discern. Because if you can see spirits, but if you cannot discern spirits, that's where you're going to get into strange spirits. Anyway, there I was in Cape Town, and I said, God, I had to address these things. You called me to confront these things, and I... I had a, you know, I had a backlash, a spiritual attack because the enemy didn't like what I did. And I believe a lot of those forces, because there was a lot of things that were going on p politically and stuff that were involved with that ministry. And God exposed those things. And then I'm on the plane and I'm flying from Johannesburg to Cape Town, which is a two and a half hour flight. And I'm in the back of the middle of the plane and every... Two minutes, I'm going to the front to the exit the door there, and I'm, and I'm looking out the door, and I'm saying, Lord, I want to jump off this plane because I want to get to my daughter. I was so, I wanted to get to my daughter, and I wasn't um, in the peace of God, to be honest. I wanted to get there. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and then eventually, after like 20 minutes, the air, airline stewardess said to me, What's going on? I said, well, I just got a report about my daughter, and uh, I just want to get to Cape Town now. I want to get out this plane. I want to go and see my daughter. So, you know, I just had a then deal. I said, Holy Ghost, here we come. <laughs> Take the peace of the Lord, and I put it upon me, and I got the peace of the Lord, and I just had to get to calmness, and, and I landed, and, you know, we had to wrestle that thing. That's a battle. Folks, it's a battle. And, you know, I got in that hospital. My daughter was covered with all these basically bleeding, supposed to bleed to death. And, I, and, I, and, and I mean, we prayed. And God did a miracle. In three days, her blood platelet went from four to 140. Now, that's a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. And I believe this. If the church would be in unity. You see the Bible said in the days of Samuel. The sons of Eli. Hophni and Phinehas. The glory had departed. 
So they were like doing crazy things in the house of God, like messing around with women and stealing the money and eating the bread and the wine and just such, you know, demonic stuff. And they, there was no glory. It was Ichabod. The glory of God had departed. But when we begin to bring the glory of God back, God will give us and release greater power. So it says that darkness is going to increase, but there are people that are going to say, listen, I'm called to be a carrier of the light. I realize there's a war out there. I know my personal life must be disciplined, accountable. We must be unified in prayer. We must understand there is a spiritual battle, but we have the keys to the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And collectively, we can move the mountains and obstacles that are in Poughkeepsie, that are in the, the, you know, this whole area, and in the, the United States of America. Because the word of God is still the word of God. It just... To be honest, what is going on in the world right now is the church has lost their authority. There's more prophets than ever before. There's more prayer people than ever before. There's more people proclaiming, you know, what's going to happen in 2020 and 2000 and this and this month and then this and that. Everybody's got a prophecy. Everybody's got a word. It's like, you know, that's how they market their ministry. But in the, at the end of the day, what you see is the world is not getting better. Why? Because we all individual on our own. We're not the body of Christ. We don't understand the real war. We're not, a co we're not collective. We're in different camps. Understand what I'm saying. You're getting what I'm saying today. And so I'm going to say this, that God is going to raise what the Bible said, the cloud the size of a man's hand is. Amen. So it's not physical, and it is not imaginary. It is real. I'll give you an example. When I was a young boy, I had blood coming out of my ear. I was screaming in pain. And my parents were having a prayer meeting downstairs, and I was in my room upstairs. And I had blood coming out of my ear, and I, I, cannot, I can still remember the pain. And I remember these men came up with my dad and they were praying over my ear. And that moment that they began to pray, I saw a demon. I saw its long nail in my ear. And I saw this demon was an ugly thing. It left. And all the pain left. It was a demon. Now please don't look for demons. Don't try and find it, but they are demons. Come on. That's why I don't even get people messing with Halloween. Why do you even celebrate Halloween? It's demonic. The enemy is not imaginary. There is an enemy. Somebody said there is an enemy. You've got to know your enemy. First of all, your enemy is your old nature. The second thing, the enemy works for your old nature. That's your enemy. Your old nature is, I'm going to say it's like a cell phone that connects to those spiritual forces. Your spirit connects to the heavenly forces. So that's where you overrule it because God is greater. So when you get out of love, you empower those things. The enemy is spiritual, and the enemy operates from the spiritual realm. It's the soulless realm. Powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world. But the enemy's great deception is that you believe you have no enemy. Are, are you getting this today? And the warfare we're in is extremely aggressive, works in your psyche, works in your subconscious. It's constantly like a program running, wearing you out. That's why some of you get so tired. That's why when you pray in your prayer language, folks, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, you'll find after, 
You know, I've seen this a lot of times where I'm really busy and there's times I cannot pray in my prayer language and just really busy and I get tired. And when I start praying in my prayer language, something changes because I'm downloading spiritual life. And sometimes you don't just need vitamins. <laughs> you need spiritual impartation. Amen. Now I want to say this. The enemy is not disorganized. He's well organized. And the target is you. Of the enemy. Amen. And Jesus Christ is king and kings and lord of lords. And he's given us the ability. Now the Bible said this. He's wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. Which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principal. 2 Corinthians 2.14. You can put that up. 2 Corinthians 2.14. I'll read it again. Having. Are you all good? Yes. You getting some word in you? Yes. Let's feel like tonight was a little more. I was going to go another way and felt the Holy Spirit lead me away from Elijah and Elisha to this. So I'm going to read that again. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 14 to 15. He's wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. Sorry. It's Colossians 2, sorry. Colossians 2. That's my fault. Wiped out. He's wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. Which was contrary. It's a contrary spirit. And he has taken it out of the way. Nailing it to the cross. He disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. He triumphed over them in it. So I want you to understand, when you fight, you're not fighting as a loser. You're fighting as a winner. So never doubt that you're not on the winning side. And this is what Elisha said to his servant when he was so afraid in the physical realm. This is many times I've been in extreme battles of tremendous opposition. I mean, God has had me in certain things, had me do acts of obedience that has opened up some of the top businessmen in our country that are the largest businessmen that have come against me because of what God has spoken. I, I don't even want to get into the details. But if God has told and called you to do things, there are more that are for you. Come on, Adam. Each one I want to tell you, there's more that are for you when you're obedient to God. Step into the supernatural. Step into the mind of the Spirit. You are fighting from a victorious position. Okay? Psalm 149 verse 5, if you will go there. Hallelujah. Some may say, I I'm called to enforce the sentence and judgment over the enemy. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud in their beds. Just go on. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Hallelujah. Go to verse 7. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples. Those are, that's flesh. It's not people. It's a spirit that's ruling the people. Go to verse To bind their kings with change. What are those kings? Those are the authorities in the heavenlies. Those are the kings behind the kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. You can go to verse 9. To execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. There we go. We begin to see this. So what is that? Are you all good? I can close right now. This shows hierarchies. There's spiritual hierarchies. 
we got to become aware, just like there's a natural realm, there's a spiritual realm. And the kingdom of God and that of Satan operate in a hierarchical order. There is order. That's why I don't understand the church. Folks want to get so familiar with their pastor, so familiar with one another. There's no honor and there's no respect for, for, for God's order. It's not the individual. It's the office. That's why the Bible said when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get a reward. You receive a righteous man. You get a, there's also a righteous man's reward, which means it's not the person. We get caught up with the person. That's why kings can be so, if you want to say, possessed or spirit. Like, like when, when, when Hitler came into power, the Tibetan monks said there's hordes of their spirits. This is fact. Left that area of Tibet and they went into Germany at that time. Because these spirits entered into those individuals. And so we're looking at what's going on with the individual. And over the cultures, but behind it is spiritual forces. Amen. So there's levels of authority. There's levels of rank. And, 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 and to understand this, there's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Levels of authority. God sends his word. His word submits to the head, the mind, the will of God. Jesus, the word, is an expression of the will. The Holy Spirit then acts on that word and makes that word happen. They work in unison with one another. There's a hierarchy. That's why we see in the world we're in, there's a breakdown of order. And so the world is going into chaos. It's a breakdown of masculine and feminine. If you want to get down to it, there's, you can call it energies even. <laughs> But I don't like to use the word energy. It's more new age. But you understand what I'm saying. The enemy wants to break down in the natural realm to break down what is going on in the spiritual realm because he works in chaos. And when we get into agreement with the word and the order of the word and we understand even that in the Godhead there's order and in the angelic realm there's order and that's where Satan got out of order and he was cast out because God cannot have chaos and disorder in his kingdom and that's the problem with many folks. They say, well, you know, they want the devil to be saved but the devil has already, he became the devil. He took on that identity and God cannot allow that back into his kingdom. And that's why we have to make a choice. Are we on the devil's side, chaos, disorder? Are we in the order of God and the kingdom of God that rules and reigns? That's why we're here. We're here to bring order and we're here to cast out chaos and disorder and darkness. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to leave it there. I think I can go on about another two, three hours. Are you good? Are you getting this? Hallelujah. I think we'll leave it just there. I, I definitely can go. I can see the, uh, we bless you. We bless you. But I believe that we're moving in. We're moving in. And we're going to take territory. And we're going to do it in agreement. Let me say this. Jesus understood the order of the, you can call it, the universe. In fact, he was beyond the universe. He was outside of time and space because that's what spirit is. It's not bound by the elements. I believe spirit is, we don't understand spirit. Just like everything in our body, the elements are connected to the universe. I believe our spirit is even above because the Bible said we're called above. But his spirit was connected to the will of the Father. And he said, I, must, I cannot do my will. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. In other words, agreement. Let me say this. God couldn't find agreement in the earth. So he sent his son to be in agreement with his word. The greatest war humanity is facing right now. And in the church right now is the spirit of self-will versus God's will. 
All of these spiritual forces we're speaking about are to get you into a diversion or a deception away from God's intent and purposes. And when you submit to the will of the Father, you disarm the agenda of darkness and you empower the kingdom of light. That's why we're here. Hallelujah. Are you getting this today? Let's give the Lord a clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, if you're being worn out, you're being tired, uh, I believe God's going to give many of us victory. Folks, the Bible said when two or three gathered together, there I am in the midst of them, and there's tremendous power that will be made available when we engage our identity in God, which is just agreement with the word of the Lord. If the Lord says, I'm healed, then I'm healed. You war with that. You war with the word. You war with what God said about you. We war with the prophetic word that is being given to us. Amen. We declare this country is going to be used by the Lord. The United States, God has a plan, and we break the plans of the enemy. Amen. And it starts in your seat. It starts at home. It starts with your daily discipline, and you're going to do it. Hallelujah.